Well, welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to episode number 153 of Starting the Conversation. I'm your host, Alice Benham, and I am joined by a very special guest today, Sarah. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. It's been a very quick turnaround. It really has. We had a a coaching call yesterday, and at the end I said, Sarah, do you want to join for a podcast episode? And here we are, the next morning. Here we are. Half past eight in the morning, nice and early, ready to go. Yeah, I mean, it is a fresh start, but I think we want high energy for this episode, right? It's like back to school feeling. September is just about to start. So let's bring the positive vibes. Yeah, exactly. After summer, you've had like the nice rest, you've chilled out and then September. Yeah, it's funny. There's like that fresh start. Mm, Ready to go. I see September as almost the start of my year. And because I take August off, it feels like that's like a hard stop and then I see it as like September to July it's like yeah. my calendar year which I guess makes sense because school sets us up in that way yeah you're literally working like you're still in school <laughs> <laughs> Alice Benham quit school at 17 doesn't stop banging on about how she quit school still works to the school timetable religiously <laughs> yeah but I mean there's a I suppose there's a reason why it's like that we can have summer off so we can like relax while the weather's hot we can't concentrate so yeah why not yeah, I just think it makes sense, especially the kind of industry that I'm in. It's so quiet over summer. Mm. I'm like, why try and fight against it? Instead, just go with the flow, take yes. a bit of time off. And then yeah. I always love that back to school feeling in September where it's like oh, new yeah. pencil case, <gasps> ready to go. Got four months left of the year. How are you going to make it matter? It's a good vibe. Do you get that same feeling? Totally. I think January can be quite intimidating because it feels like you've got like a whole year stretching out in front of you to like have to tackle whatever it is you're kind of like setting yourself as a goal. But in September, yeah, like you say, it's kind of a short burst of like, right, this is like the last kind of push. I've had my break. I feel refreshed and I've got like the energy to actually go for it and make it happen. So, yeah, I love September. I think it is like one of my favorite months there's that kind of like yeah the fresh start feeling even though it's not the beginning of the year yeah and I feel like in the year you've already had these kind of what is it eight months to kind of get started with your goals maybe lay the foundations do the groundwork then I feel like it's that final part of the year when it feels like everything kind of always comes Mm. together and there's something really nice as well about it being a little bit of a shorter span of time I totally get what you mean where the start of the year always feels too much possibility too much uncertainty because it's a whole flip in 12 months whereas when it's like right we're four months Mm. that is a third of the year what we're going to do with it where do we want to be how are we going to make it a productive one hopefully that's something we'll help people to think about within this episode yeah hopefully the That's aim. the goal. That's I mean, goal, we'll yeah. let yeah. people tell us if we've achieved that aim or not. We'll <laughs> yeah. Wait and see. I guess the first thing to talk about would be how it's within our control to decide how we want kind of the rest of this year to go. I feel like it's very easy just to kind of almost fall into a season and then just be like, okay, it is what it is. How it feels is how it feels. Like, okay, we're just going to go with the flow. Whereas I know from at least my lived experience, like to have a quote unquote productive end to the year, it takes quite a lot of intention and it takes thinking about, it doesn't often happen by accident. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think you've got to have an idea of where you want to be, to be able to get there and to be able to understand like, well, what it is I need to do to actually get you know, hit those steps and reach that goal, whether you do reach it by the end of the year or whether it's something that you have just the last big push with, because I think often we kind of put a lot of pressure on ourselves to like finish things by the end of the year. And it's really weird how we think of it as like time cuts off, but it doesn't, (laughs) but it is that kind of last big push. And I think, you know, like, yeah, setting deadlines and kind of having an idea of what it's going to look like is a really good way to like map it out. And have that kind of visual, I suppose, visual view, visual view, (laughs) but like have an idea of what it's going to look like as well. So I I did this kind of end of July is to kind of map out like what it is I wanted to actually kind of where I want to end up by the end of the year. And for me, that's in more of a, like a stronger position because at the moment I have like a day job three days a week. And then I also work as like a productivity mentor, like two and a half-ish days a week depending on how I want to structure but I'm like slowly working to want to get to be full-time with that hopefully next year 
I feel into action. Yeah, it's, it's happening. Happen. But um, it's for me, it's like building those kind of foundations that are going to enable me to get there. So I've started like looking at, well, what kind of deadlines and what things can I realistically finish off and kind of have in place by the end of the year? And then literally just kind of sitting down with a planner. I've actually got my wall planner up next to me, just having a look at like what it looks like and having an idea. Because I think sometimes when we have an idea of what we want to do, it's quite hard to visualize it. So having that, you know, actual representation on paper is a really good way to start getting there. And I know you're a really big fan of like planning out with your AB method. The AB method. Yeah, I echo everything you said there. I think that's such a good reminder that the aim isn't to be productive or to have a quote unquote good end of the year. The Mm. aim is to have an end of the year that gets you closer to your long-term vision. Yeah. Whatever that looks like for you. And it is interesting to me how easily we lose focus of actually what it's all about. Like we're not aiming to be productive for productivity's sake. We're aiming to be productive because that productivity is going to help us to get closer to wherever it is that we want to be. And it's yeah. so true that, that we can see the end of the year as like a hard stop of like, well, that's it that, you know, I can only make progress up until the end of 2021 and then I'm done. And I think what that can cause us to do sometimes is actually be over ambitious with where we want things to be. And although being ambitious sounds like a really positive thing, I think in the context of especially things like business where growth can be slow and it does take time and it's not always super predictable, actually you can set yourself up for failure because if you want to be at a point that maybe isn't realistic for where your business is at right now, you're going to find it really hard to get there and you'll likely find it really demotivating if you possibly don't get there. So yeah. I like that idea of thinking like, right, long, long-term vision, where are yeah. we going? And then right towards the end of this year. And that's where in the AB method, we do like yearly intentions. It's like, right, what does it look like to work towards that at this point? And I think part of the conversation here is letting that long-term vision evolve and get clearer I know for me, the yearly intentions that I entered this year with, they still feel true. None of them were wrong. None of them were dramatically off. But the more that I've actioned towards them, the more that I run my business this year, the clearer they've got. So actually having a moment to check back in instead of just jumping straight into September and being like, okay, let's keep running on that same path and actually just going, are we still wanting to go down this path? Is this still the direction that we want to go in? And giving yourself that permission to almost re-clarify what that vision is I think as well it's quite interesting to think of it as like setting the foundations as well for next year's progress because like I said we don't have to finish things but we might be you know doing work to make things easier for us like in you know January when maybe because the thing is as well like it it totally depends on our lifestyles maybe for some people this is a really busy kind of period in terms of like they have kids and stuff and you know September is all back to school and getting them settled and then all of this stuff going on and like if people have I suppose other jobs or other projects but we can still make progress in terms of kind of setting foundations and I don't think there's any it's like we get to know our own productivity and our patterns and maybe like you say if we've looked back and thought Mel maybe I've kind of overextended myself maybe what I just want to focus on like towards the end of the year is kind of setting that foundation and figuring out what it is that I want to start, you know, working towards in a more like, I suppose, like working harder towards. But I think, yeah, it's like, it doesn't just, it's not just that final burst. We don't don't necessarily need to see it like that. We can, and it can be really motivating to have that deadline. But yeah, there's, it's not the be all and end all. Things just don't stop. Like we've got next year for lots of exciting goals as well. Yeah. So it's okay. You don't have to do everything right now. Yeah, permission slip to decide what you want and need this next season to look like. I guess even thinking about it as seasons, like in business, there are the seasons of winter where we're sowing the seeds, we're preparing the ground, we're doing that kind of foundational work. And then there's the seasons of summer where we're pushing and we're reaping and we're maybe seeing the results of that winter Mm. work a little bit more. And even, you know, as you're listening to this, asking yourself the question of like, what season do I feel like I'm stepping into now? I know for me, it feels like a season of, summer because the whole of this year has felt like winter of like doing that groundwork and laying the foundations for kind of what's to come later this year but I think that's a really good point and I guess comparison fits in with that as well of like not Mm. comparing 
your definition of productivity and a successful quote unquote end of the year to anyone else's? Because also you don't know how long they've spent working on those things that might look like they've just come to life in October, but actually they've been years or however long in the making. I think it's quite important as well to kind of define quickly, like for everyone, like what productivity is as opposed to like what it is to be busy. And for me, like the main difference between productive and busy is focus and it's focused effort and like focusing your time and energy on things that are going to move you forward in a productive way. Whereas busy is just trying to do everything. So it's like quantity over quality. So it's like people might look like they're being really productive, but they might just be kind of, you know, they might be spreading themselves too thin. They might be trying to do everything. They might not actually be working on the things that are pushing them forwards. They might just be like, I've been guilty of in the past going down like random tangents of like, ooh, I could, you know, design some stationery and create it and then not market it at all. And then I'll go down a different thing and try that. Whereas actually the productive things for me things like you know working on my business getting these foundations in place which don't always feel so exciting nope (laughs) and there can be a bit of a slog but you know it's that kind of thing and it's figuring out what it is that's actually going to push you forwards and not kind of not hold you back but distract you Mm, I think that's such a valuable point and something I think I always need to hear of like are you being productive (laughs) or are you actually just being busy and I noticed for me and I I initially had a conversation with a client early this week about this and they were doing the same thing that I become busy because it feels like the one thing that I can control is how Mm. busy I am like in business it's it's hard to predict results it's hard to predict outcomes and I think when you're not yet necessarily seeing those results or outcomes that you want, it's in our human nature to be like, okay, I can't measure my success by whether I've got that end goal. How can I measure if I'm doing a good job right now? Well, am I spending 10 hours a day at my desk? Am I constantly doing something? Am I busy? And it's like, that's such an easy trap to fall into where it's like, you don't have a boss that tells you, Hey, Sarah, you did a great job today. So I think we we subconsciously, a lot of the time go, right. Okay. Well, how can I then measure that I'm doing a good job well am I busy and obviously we get that you know that's not just from us that's like the wider society and the way that work has been set up is that we measure like you said based off of quantity not quality you're so right they're like it doesn't actually matter like I can do a full day's worth of work and it genuinely not do anything significant for my business or move things forward and then I can do an hour of focused work and pinpoint that that was the thing that made that huge, I don't know, success launch, whatever else it might be. It's like this strange trick of kind of like, you could spend 10 hours, yeah, like you say, sitting at your desk, or you could spend four and be really focused and get everything done in that time. But I think, especially for people who've kind of come from like a kind of more corporate world and where you have to be at your desk from like nine to five, and that's when you 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 are doing work, whether you're actually doing very good work or not, like that doesn't seem to particularly matter you know every minute of the day but I know that I was speaking to a a business friend who I met from on it actually your program good shout out um but yeah she was saying that she's moved from like being in like a I don't want to say normal job day job (laughs) like working for a company employee yeah working for a company yeah and then now working for herself And it was like, she was really tired one day and she was sat at her desk and she wasn't getting any good work done really. And then she suddenly realized, she was like, oh, I can stop. I can go for a nap. Like, there's no one actually telling me like, no, you're not allowed. I don't have to force myself to sit here and pretend to do work. And she like, yeah, went and had a rest. Mm, And then when she kind of, yeah. Mindset and beliefs that at the core of that, isn't it? It's like, you sit there, you sit there kind of thinking like, oh, I really don't want to do this. I feel really tired. And that's all you're thinking about. And you kind of, you know that you've got to do something, but you're not in the right headspace because you're tired, you're distracted. And rather than, I, I feel like it's a, the worst form of procrastination because we often, if we just took ourselves away for like half an hour, mm. did something different, like let ourselves reset, come back, we'll get the task done most of the time. It's just that, you know, we've actually taken a positive action. It might not feel like quite right in the moment of like, oh, I'm not working. I'm not at my desk but it's going to help you reset. And in the end, it's going to help you produce more quality work 
doesn't matter so much about the quantity and like being able to say, but it's interesting that you say it's that that's something that you control because I've never thought of it like that. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, well, maybe less control, but more like it's a way that you can measure. Am I doing a good job? Because in business, how do we know when we're doing a good job, right? Because it always feels like there is more to do. There's another level of success to reach. There's more, you know, all of the metrics can always be better. And I find that quite exhausting and hard to deal with. Like I'm someone where like, I want someone to give me a sticker and be like, well, yeah. Alice, you did good. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, well, how can I measure that I did good? It's these more like binary measures of my quote unquote productivity, which is actually more about my busyness. And wouldn't it be interesting if we ask people like, oh, how are you? How's business? Instead of us all being like, oh, I'm busy, which I will say I refuse to work, use the word busy. I think it's a bad, bad I word. Used it so many times. Um, <laughs> I like the phrase full on, um, but imagine if we were like, oh yeah, I'm super productive. Like, yeah, things are really productive because that's actually what it should be about. And I think that question of like, have I had a productive day? Not have I had a busy day? In a way, I think is quite a confronting question to ask because it puts us in the driver's seat of like, oh, my business doesn't happen to me. Actually, yeah. I ultimately am in control here of how this goes. And that's, for me, the biggest thing about being productive in like a positive way is control. Because when we're in control, I've noticed it in kind of multiple areas of life, but whenever we're in control, when we we feel like we have more kind of like agency over our lives, it just feels better. Like it just feels good. And, you know, we're in control of things that we do. And I think with productivity, a lot of the times, like when people are busy, it's when people's schedules and people's commitments are in control of them and they're not in control of it and I think it's quite an easy trap to fall into you know we can like overcommit to things and I think as well like when we're not intentional with like our lives when we're not maybe like planning things out when we're suddenly oh my god I have to do this I forgot about this or I've double booked myself it's like we end up in that constant like firefighting kind of having to solve problems all the time make decisions and that's really exhausting and that doesn't lend itself well for like quality productive work then whereas if we're in like the driver's seat we know what we're doing when we know that like I'm having you know pesto for dinner whatever <laughs> we don't have to make these random decisions we don't have to like walk into the kitchen like I don't know what I'm eating I need to go shopping or, like it's just really simple things that just get you back in control so you just know what's happening and then all that brain space is kind of like it's saved for your actual work and the things that you need it for the most. I think that's why I don't like the word busy, because I think it implies like you're out of control and things are kind of hectic and, you know, stuff is happening to you as opposed to things are happening because of you or just in the space that you're in. You mentioned positive productivity there. Can you explain <laughs> the difference between productivity and positive productivity? So I think yeah. that's a really helpful reframe and I feel helps take away some of the ick that we can feel when we hear the words be productive mm, or how productive. productive are you? Yeah. So, yeah. So obviously I'm, you know, like a positive productivity mentor. So I'm kind of like anti-hustle and like I believe in, I think a lot of us have a very strange relationship with our productivity. We carry a lot of guilt around how productive we feel we are. I think some people see productivity as a trait rather than a skill and I think it is more of a skill so some people mm, I think you know people say oh, I'm not a productive person and I kind of feel like well that might be because you've not found the right form of productivity for you or you've not found the right way for you to be productive so I feel that productivity there's not a one-size-fits-all approach as well I don't think everyone is going to get up at five in the morning and do a run and meditate and journal I think that's unrealistic to expect you know that might work for a lot of people great for them but I don't think it's realistic to impose that on everyone I don't mm. want to do that but yeah basically I kind of see it as two different styles of productivity is like the more punishing style and then the more positive style so obviously the punishing one is the one that we're kind of all used to of the like I must sit at my desk for like hours on end and like grind out work no matter what like you know not being intentional like not being able to use your energy for like the things that you need because you're too busy trying to like like I said like firefight and sort things out and I think yeah negative one as well not very good boundaries 
I think boundaries are really important for having a good productive kind of relationship, not resting enough. People get a lot of guilt over like, even if they feel that they have done things, maybe they've not been productive enough. And then it sets off that kind of guilt cycle of like, well, I've not done enough. So I need to impose stricter kind of tasks and stricter expectations on myself. And then I won't be able to reach them because they're unrealistic and I feel guilty. And then I just go in this cycle again and again. Yeah. And I just think there's a, there's a better way. And there's, you know, it's that difference of productive. It's not the same as busy. If we focus our energy, figure out what's important, prioritize, maybe delegate if we can, get rid of the things that are distracting us, set good boundaries, actually rest because that is helpful to our productivity. We need rest to be able to reset and recharge. And yeah, we a lot of people, the thing is as well, a lot of people are being productive because they want like a better work-life balance or a better life or a better lifestyle. But it's like, okay, we'll do it now. Yeah, there's ways you can, but it's it's kind of tricky because we're still trying to conform to this idea of like what is productivity and it's working all the time. It's busy, but it's not. It's about doing the the things that matter to you that are important that are going to push you forward in a way that is going to get you to, you know, kind of the life you want to live. And I think it's really powerful. It can be quite scary to like take control and kind of be like, well, I'm going to stop working at two o'clock in the afternoon because I'm tired and I need a nap. And I'm not going to get any work done, but I'll get up tomorrow and I'll do stuff. That's fine. But I think some people still see it as like, you know, you, you worry that like, oh, people think I'm lazy or like I'm not working enough. And, you know, I'm meant to be a business owner. Like I should be doing more. Like, couldn't I be doing this? But yeah, I feel like that was very. Mm. No, I love that. Though. There's so much that what you've said, I'm like, I want to pick up on that. I want to ask a question about that. I mean, it feels to me like positive productivity is, and correct me if this conclusion is incorrect in any way um probably will be but it feels to me like positive productivity is not just being productive for the sake of what it's going to get you in the future but actually learning to enjoy the process of getting to that future as well that kind of punishment productivity is like that constant cycle isn't it of like oh well when I reach this goal when I've completed this project when I've done this thing then I'm gonna have the work-life balance be happy look after my physical and mental health feel fulfilled and it's like cool first of all from lived experience you reach that milestone and the goalpost moves you're just going to want the next thing you can't pin those feelings on a destination I think second of all like why are we doing it in that way like where has this belief come from that we should sacrifice all of our short-term in the moment experience for this possible potential long-term goal that we're going to reach and where does that like where's the logic in that as well like (laughs) the more I think about it the more I'm like yeah why are we subscribing to this definition of productivity that actually just has us sacrificing on things that we don't feel happy or comfortable sacrificing definitely and what I will kind of say to people in like the nicest way possible is like life is too short like not to be really morbid but if you got hit by a car tomorrow like you wouldn't want to feel like oh I was just working really 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 hard for like a future that didn't happen I know it's really morbid to say (laughs) but like (laughs) but you kind of want to be like it's all very well planning for future you and kind of sacrificing But if you're sacrificing to the extent that you're not able to enjoy life now and you're burning out and you're tired and you're not happy, what's the point? Yeah. And it's a balance, right? It looks different for everyone. I had a conversation on my Instagram stories a couple of months ago about that idea of sacrifice and how I think to me, it's not about making sacrifices. It's just having priorities and making trade-offs and the trade-offs that I'm willing to make for my long-term success will look very different to other people's and that's okay. But I think it's that reminder of like, make sure you're actually enjoying the journey as well as being excited and looking forward to the destination yeah and I think it goes back to control as well like make sure you're in control of what you're kind of doing and Mm. and you know why you're if you are kind of sacrificing certain things you know why you're doing it and it's your kind of choice as well and you're not kind of pushed into it Mm, there's so many shoulds isn't there Mm. I feel like they come from both like society and just the wider world but also what we see online we see other people waking up and going to the gym at 5am we see other people at their desks for 12 hours a day I think it's really important we take all of that and put it through a filter of like okay 
that's obviously what is right for them. That might not even be what's right for them. They might not be in a good space right now, but I don't know that because the internet doesn't communicate that level of detail. So I'm going to do what is best for me. And it's so easier said than done, isn't it? Like I have so many times where I'm sat at my desk, I don't know, it's like 8 p.m. And I know this task would take oh, me 20 God, minutes <laughs> if I did it tomorrow morning, but no, I'm just going to push through and do it now. Yeah. And it's like in those moments, recognizing when that kind of um, punishing productivity is kind of coming through. I, it almost feels to me like two voices in your head of like the positive productivity versus the punishing productivity. And I guess recognizing which one is speaking and where that kind of decision might be coming from. Um, yeah. Like the yeah. positive productivity is a bit like, like my mum was always very, you know, like some parents are like, why aren't you studying enough? You're not doing enough. Whereas my mum's very like, are you resting? Are you okay? Are you having breaks? Because mm. also if it's not, sustainable for your physical or mental health no you can't do it consistently and we know in in business in in any area of life really to reach a goal you've got to put in consistent action so if your definition of productivity sure you might get a lot done but if you can only get a lot done for a couple of weeks before you burn out well you're actually better off doing nothing because you're back at square one because it's not been a consistent piece of action you could have taken and I also love what you said there a couple of I always say like a couple of sentences back, a couple of paragraphs of podcasts. So I don't know what a couple the right. of minutes, couple of minutes back couple of minutes. Um, is that productivity is a skill, not a personality trait. I love it when things get framed in that way. I see it the same as like confidence. I don't see that as a personality trait, like it's a skill. I think there's something really powerful about framing it as a skill because you immediately stop people from being able to own it as an identity piece of like, oh, well, I'm just not productive. And we almost cling to that as like, okay, so that's why... We I'm use it as a kind way. of self-preservation. Oh, I'm just not a productive person, so I couldn't do that. And it's like, you know, you release yourself from the expectation. Yes. I think. Yeah. Whereas when you admit, oh, actually, it's completely within my capacity to be my definition of productive. Oh, damn it. Okay, I've not really got an excuse now because <laughs> it is within my control. <laughs> but I find that so empowering and so exciting. Where sure, there'll be things that don't come as naturally to us. Like I'd say, I'm probably quite a, I find productivity quite easy. I think kind of the tools and habits come quite naturally to me that help me to be productive. And I get that for everyone, those things aren't always logical, but like, come on, we've got the internet. There's a lot of things that you can learn and Google and figure out and ask. Like, Yeah, I think a lot of it's becoming quite like self-aware as well of like mm. with productivity, it's starting to recognize your own like patterns and it can be like your habits and what kind of things distract you? What environment do you tend to need? And also as well, a really important thing I think to note with productivity is you need some kind of purpose there. Because if you say, oh, I'm not productive, maybe it's because you don't care about what you're doing. Maybe you're not bothered. Maybe you just kind of feel like you're doing it because you feel you should. Yeah, that brings us back to the first point, right? Of actually know what your long-term vision is. And that's not about knowing exactly where you want to be or having a five-year plan, but just like some kind of words or feelings that sum up where it is that you're heading towards and therefore what the purpose of your current action is. That's so important. And I always find it interesting when I have conversations with people about kind of their businesses and when something feels off, so often it's because that very central point of purpose either isn't clear isn't there or just isn't something that is actually aligning with what they're doing like if you if you don't know why you're doing something of course you're going to find it hard (laughs) to actually want to do it and I guess a bit of a permission slip of like if you don't have much I I don't want to say if you don't have a vision but like if you right now you feel pretty happy with where you're at and you want to be in a sustaining phase and you're pretty good with things perhaps you want to focus on your personal life and you want to let your business stay as is like cool who says that you have to constantly be in this super productive forward moving phase yeah I agree Mm. it's like we can like it's I think it's good to strive for things but like sometimes it takes us a while to figure out what it is we're like striving for and just to kind of force ourselves into productivity for the sake of looking productive and kind of showing people that you're a productive person it's never really going to end that well. I mean, if you're not, if you don't know what you want or if you don't know what you're working towards, like you're just going to kind of get lost and get distracted. And there's nothing, no real meaningful, effective work is probably going to come out of that. Like you might go down some interesting tangents and that might help you figure out what it is you want. But 
I think, yeah, that's more kind of exploring rather than actually being productive and producing things. So again, that productivity just for productivity's sake, which kind of feels quite addictive and good in the moment. I won't lie, I definitely fall into that trap really yeah, easily. Yeah, we love a tick list. We love the oh, tick feeling. We love good. to feel good. I've currently yeah. at the moment got a huge whiteboard with all of my to-dos on. Then I've got my weekly list with my weekly to-dos <laughs> and then my daily list. So some tasks oh are on all three. And Sarah, it's the best moment ever because <laughs> I'm like, tick one, tick two, go to the whiteboard, tick three. I feel so good about myself. It's yeah. And that's a good point, actually, is like with tools of productivity, because I think, you know, I've been talking about like I talked about planning quite a lot in my previous kind of workshops. I used to do a lot of planning workshops. Planning is a tool for productivity. So it's like some people use planning as a way to look productive and like they'll sit down, get a planner out, like plan out the whole year, maybe a bit unrealistically. And then they'll like put it away and they'll never look at it again. But like you're using it. So that's good actually helping you move forward and kind of keep in control because I think sometimes people try and put these productivity systems in place without actually thinking of how they're going to support them and how they're going to work to you know keep them in control of their productivity and keep them moving forwards yeah because that's actually how you action this conversation right is the tools the habits the rhythms the actions you know it's all well and good knowing that we want to be more productive but in a positive and kind of feel good way but actually how we help ourselves to do that in the day-to-day it's the really simple small stuff isn't it it's like do I have some clear goals do I have a to-do list written out before I start my work do I have a morning routine that supports me in getting to my desk and feeling ready to go you know am I doing stuff that looks after my mental health so that I'm checking in on how I'm feeling so I know that I'm not close to burnout like it's all the stuff that we know isn't it it's not revolutionary but it makes such a difference yeah it definitely does it just helps us feel it's just more in control of kind of our lives in general and then by default our productivity and our working energy yeah and if people are heading into the rest of this year and thinking cool yep ready for this positive productivity in my life cool (laughs) what do I now need to do to make that happen what would be their kind of next steps So for me, there's kind of like two different steps to being more, I suppose, in control of your productivity, more positively productive. So there's doing the kind of groundwork of like getting some kind of plan in place. It's the simpler, the better, whether it's analog, digital, just having that view of like, what is the end of the year going to look like and what are my commitments what are the kind of things that are non-negotiable I have to do like for me it's my day job that has to be there (laughs) so I can actually pay rent so like what's non-negotiable what are things that are coming up like family things and all that stuff and then you can actually see your time and like see Mm. where you have space and you know hopefully you can kind of get an idea of like where my kind of energy is going to be as well you know like if you've just had a whole weekend of like, you know, intense family visits. So you're going to be feeling like really putting yourself out there on a Monday being like, yeah, I'm here and alive and all that stuff. So, but yeah, there's the groundwork of like getting a plan in place. I think the next thing is to start thinking about like habits and kind of automations and like systems you can put in place, not just with your business, but in your like daily life as well, because the goal is to eliminate the kind of thinking you're having to constantly do about like, you know, what am I going to eat today? Or like, when am I going to do this? When am I going to do that? Whereas getting like habits, like you say, like a routine in place. Like I know that you have like a Sunday evening kind of planning routine to kind of get ready for the week. Yeah. So just starting to think about the things that can kind of support you and, you know, what's going to help future you. I like Mm. to think of it as like, okay, current, like, present Sarah is really tired and she wants to sit on the sofa and like watch TikToks and waste time but like tomorrow morning Monday morning Sarah is going to be really thankful if like you know you just get up make yourself your lunch and then uh, you then you can do what you want to do yeah so, um, that's a great point as well that sometimes like self-care isn't having a nap at a bubble bath yeah. sometimes it is doing the thing that we don't in yeah. the moment want to do because we know that in the long term it's going to benefit us yeah definitely it's like putting your clothes out before you go to bed or you ever have it where you're like leaving the kitchen and you're like I know that I should tidy this up 
because my future self is not going to love this. She's going to be annoyed. It's listening to that voice, isn't it? Where the first time you listen to that voice, it feels exhausting because you're pushing through so much in the moment comfort and resistance to doing the thing. Whereas the more you do it, it's like muscle memory, isn't it? Where you're like, okay, I know that I don't want to do it, but I've learned from enough practice that this really helps my future self. Yeah. So we're just going to She's gonna have, have a, a bit of discipline. Exactly. Yeah, make it definitely. And then third thing, sorry, there's so many. <laughs> It's, uh, no, it's boundaries. So I feel there's a few reasons that I think boundaries are really helpful to productivity. The first one is that I think a lot of us often thrive with a bit of a deadline. So if we tell ourselves like, right, I don't work past 5 p.m., you know that you've got to get it done in the time that you've set yourself. So if you've set yourself like, I'm going to finish it today and I know that I don't work past five, it's going to have to get done before five And that's like a bit of a motivator to get you, you know, more focused, working hard because you know that there's a cutoff. So I feel that deadlines for me, especially are really helpful. I know that some people maybe don't like deadlines so much, but I find them quite helpful. Yeah. Um, I like that idea of seeing like time boundaries as deadlines mm. because time, like it takes the time that you give it a task, doesn't it? It's always amazing to me when there's a, like a bank holiday week and I'm only working four days still seem to manage to get the same amount of stuff done <laughs> where sometimes actually if we give ourselves a bit less time yeah we can get as much done and that's a great like that's a horrible thing to think about because I feel like my conclusion is often I'm really unproductive of like did I need to work five days this week or did mm. I have five days to work so I worked five days so you filled it yeah 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 that's the other thing is like um I feel that obviously boundaries are there so that then we can rest and play and, you know, do the things we want to do. And obviously that time is really valuable for us to like recharge and reset and kind of refresh our minds. And that's when, you know, we might get little ideas coming to us or things like that ready for when we're working next time. So to have a bit more of that time, I don't think is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. So like you say, like you still get the same amount of work done in four days possibly because you're more refreshed and like recharged and you're able to actually focus for that shorter time and get the same amount of work done yeah it feels counterproductive but when you really think about it it makes so much sense of like yeah uh, actually having more time not working makes the time that I am working more productive I'm getting more done in that time and then I can spend I would say that like productivity either means you can spend less time working or you can get more out of the time that you do yeah working. I like that and, a nice and then combo the, the third team. I'm gonna just I know like we've talked so much but the third one oh and I think this is definitely important for people or like women I've noticed who have kids so I had a client who was really struggling because she was trying to like fit in a kind of side project around a day job and being a mum and you know all the stuff that comes with the, with that like you know their activities and stuff and she was always trying to just like grab time and find time wherever and that's kind of okay but the problem with that is because she didn't have any boundaries of when she didn't just didn't work she was always thinking about work so she wasn't able to switch off properly because she was always on high alert thinking oh I've got five minutes here I've got five minutes there and it wasn't really actually she wasn't really getting much productive work done it was kind of giving the illusion that she was working a lot but probably you know, she was tired because she was thinking about everything so much. So then she set herself like, I'm not going to work weekday evenings. I'm going to do a bit in the afternoon and on Saturday morning. And she's kind of a lot more, feels a lot more in control as well. I think that's the thing when you feel like your business is like, give me your attention now. So I think that's another really important. Yeah. Cause they are time and energy suckers businesses. They'll take the time and energy that you give them. Mm. I think it is a really important reminder, whatever stage you're at, to actually think about how do I get in a bit more control here? And as a result of that, actually then become more productive, but productive in that positive way where I'm enjoying the process. And it doesn't feel like productivity is beating myself with a stick or telling myself off because I didn't do something good enough or I didn't do enough. But actually, well, what is productivity about? It's about taking action towards where you want to be. That's actually a really exciting and fun process. So why don't we why don't we keep it that way? Yeah, let's enjoy it. We're allowed to enjoy our work. It's okay. Yeah. I feel, I mean, that's such a I feel like that's such a big, like almost belief that probably sits at the center of where a lot of our kind of wonky relationships with productivity come from, of like, 
are we allowed to enjoy the process and is it allowed to be fun and should it be full of this hustle and sacrifice and hardship and like absolutely starting a business is not easy running a business you know no part of business ever feels easy Mm. it can be easeful I think yes and if anything I think that's more of a reminder to then make it as positive as we can like if without us doing anything the process of running a business is hard let's not make it harder for ourselves by like punishing ourselves and being you know um, yeah yeah not putting the things in place that help us to enjoy the process as well as working towards that goal what is your like this might feel like is a horrible question to ask someone that I've <laughs> oh, not warned no. you for. Because I think this is such an interesting conversation. And I think, the you know, you know this, but I think the work that you do is so important because this is a conversation that so many people aren't having and aren't aware of. And I think reframing productivity is so powerful because I think I, I feel for me, it kind of has become this dirty word of like, I don't say a lot, you know, how productive are you or I'm not feeling productive where I am because it almost has lost its meaning where it does feel like it's more about that busyness rather than true productivity. So I'd be interested to know, like, what would you love your legacy to be with positive productivity? Like, <laughs> how? I'm just like, I know that's a horrible Can't question. I see the face I just made where I was like, oh God, really? <laughs> that was not kind of me. But like to round this off, I'm just interested. Like what, you know, in five years time, when we have another conversation about productivity, when people are talking about how productivity interacts with their lives, how they feel about it, like what what difference do you want? I think, I think for me, when I started getting a bit more in control of my productivity because I the way it kind of really started for me was after uni I found bullet journaling and if you don't know what bullet journaling is it's essentially like you create your own planner I feel a little bit ashamed to say I don't use it anymore I've just stopped using it (laughs) no I was literally yeah because my business started as kind of a blog about stationary bullet journaling but it's become this thing it just kind of showed me how much I was capable of because I feel like with productivity it's quite a barrier if we feel we're not productive if we if we don't have the tools in place we can't really effectively pursue the things that we want and that we love and that are going to create the life that we want to live so it's like this really valuable tool that when we're in control of it when we're using it you know in the best way for us like to the kind of best potential we're able to actually make the progress to get to where we want to be. Mm. And it's so powerful. It's like such a confidence booster as well, because I would never have thought like coming from, I did law and French at uni and like came out of like, I I don't know what I want to do. And then just started kind of pursuing random different things and different interests and stuff like that. And it's all kind of led me to this like business, which is mad. (laughs) But it just shows you like what you're capable of when you're in control of your productivity Mm. and where you can get to. And it's just, yeah, I think that's what like my purpose is. Because I mean, I mainly my clients are women. And a lot of times, you know, women feel like they don't have time because, you know, raising kids or having a career or whatever. But you do have the, the capacity, whether it's, you know, slow, really slow, sustained progress or like, quit that's fine but if you're making the progress to get to where you want to be that's just mm. that's wonderful that's great. And it's so exciting <laughs> to think of what productivity does for different people where for you it's it's landed you in starting and growing a business and for other people it's going to be some really exciting stuff too and I love that if off the back of this episode you could encourage people to do one thing so you listed out your kind of four three or four steps to more positive productivity but if people are looking you know hopefully they're listening to this around the time that it comes out we're at the <laughs> end of August early September what would you encourage them with if they're like cool I'm ready to embark on a positively productive end to 2021 where do we go from here I think one of the nicest things to do is to have like a planning date with yourself oh I love that so it's like you know like sit down with a planner because it takes a little bit of time to get these systems set up. And I think giving it that time and giving it that space is kind of part of the process. So like 
have a think about like what is it you want to do like are there any deadlines you've got in place kind of already like I know like one of my clients has, wants to bring out a collection in time for Christmas and, like one is having a baby like at the end of the year so you know that's a very firm deadline you can't mess around with that deadline no, I mean, yeah, that happens whether you're productive or not friends that's happening yeah so you know but it's it's kind of thinking about like well what is it I want to kind of get done for the end of the year what's realistic mm. for me and like look at your time as well I feel like it's so powerful if you can see it visually because I know like we were talking through like I've got a few different launches in like September October so like looking at how they fit in and as well like thinking about like my energy levels because I'm not going to go from like launch to launch you know like one week after the next like I need time to recover and so I think yeah I think getting a plan in place basically and if you've said either in the past or recently, I'm too busy to get organized. I'm sorry. No, not having that (laughs) because we get organized so that we're not busy. So just make time for it. It's non-negotiable. You've got to exercise a bit of self-discipline. I think with stuff Mm. like this and go, you know, it's never going to feel urgent. No one's going to tell me to do it. No one's going to pay me to do it, but I need to understand that it is going to help my future self and put in that work. And I love that reminder there of looking at what time you've got and what energy you've got because I think that for me is the difference between setting goals and intentions that stress us and setting goals and intentions that stretch us and I think we want to be stretched we want to set goals and intentions and take action so that we get you know further than we would have if we hadn't done them but we don't want to be unrealistic with the time and energy that we've got and actually then as we mentioned earlier like set yourself up for failure and actually almost either stand still or take a step backwards because you have a negative experience. And that's where like people that don't have schedules genuinely blow my mind. Like, how do you see your life? How do you know what's happening when? How do you not double book yourself? Like, how do you not forget things? I'd be a horror. I do all of those things with a schedule. So I'm like, Mm, if I didn't have it, we'd be be in a right mess. Yeah. But yeah, I think definitely looking, like seeing it visually and like, like you said, with the stretch, not stress, like, you know, we were looking at my end of year and it's going to, it's a stretch, but it shouldn't be a stress because there's time off in there and there's, you know, other things. And, you know, so even though it's going to push me a little bit, it's, there's still space there for me to like, you know, recover and not reach burnout and actually do the work in a nice way. Yeah. And actually it's so nice to have that set aside time to like have, have a date with your schedule, have a date with your, your productivity and think about how you're going to move forwards. And actually I didn't even intend for this beautiful segue, but if people are looking for some support with doing that work, I feel like the thing that you'll have launched, I'm trying to like telepathically tell you what I'm yes. <laughs> um, just before this episode comes out. I feel like, am I right in thinking like that is a perfect fit for how to kind of do some of that work when you're having that kind of date with yourself yeah so at the time of recording obviously I'm still making this but it's going to be amazing this is going to keep you accountable Sarah it's going to come out because you've told yeah. people so I mean the working title right now is project productivity so it's kind of like a self-guided course Thank you, bets. will it have changed yeah. by the time this will it have out? changed Ooh, <laughs> no, don't no, know. No, 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 no. um yeah so it's like a self-guided like it's a workbook so we go through kind of like looking at like the mindset stuff around productivity and like your relationship with it because I think that's quite important to understand so that we can start to kind of harness it then we look at you know strategies so like planning and habits and boundaries and all that lovely stuff Um, and then also there's like this kind of toolkit in there that's designed to help you if you feel like you're heading for burnout and weirdly there's this whole like metaphor of like burnout city and you're in the plane and you're just like going <laughs> and then you, wow, you're like no no I need to get out where's my productivity parachute I'm going to jump out the plane but this is going to catch me so it's called the productivity parachute oh my gosh amazing yeah, listeners just... I'm yet to I'm waiting for Sarah to email me the first draft to give feedback <laughs> so I'm this is getting me even more excited yeah I, I I've like started writing the analogy came out and I ran with it so there we go um, and then, yeah, there's some emails that come through as well to kind of prompt you and like, you know, are you doing the work? Are you, are you getting on with it? Like, this is how. Because this work can be really hard to do for and by yourself. And I think sometimes just having those questions laid out for you and having a structure that you can slot yourself into to do this exploration, especially that awareness building part. Like I think the the tools and the habits, like 
they're not easy necessarily to implement, but I think we often know what those things are that help us. I think it's the building an awareness around what is my relationship with productivity? Maybe what wonky beliefs do I have around it, which aren't serving me? You know, what, what do I notice about the habits that I fall into? That's such powerful work, but quite hard to do sat by yourself. So it's an amazing work. I mean, still yet to see it, but I've heard incredible (laughs) things. um, And I have no doubt it's going to be fantastic. So I'm going to link that in the show notes. So if people are ready to properly action this conversation, they can go and check that out. Also take on mentoring clients. If you want a real massive boost of productivity, then I'm here to help you either in one-on-one session, like one-off one-on-one sessions or like a longer period of time where I can help you really like push the project and get get things happening in a lovely way like not in a punishing way yeah you're very kind I think you, you <laughs> it's good that you have a very like warm gentle nice personality because I think anyone's calling themselves like a productivity mentor expert whatever like if you were a bit intense like I think if I called myself a productivity mentor I don't think anyone would hire me I think they think <laughs> she's gonna just be really I don't even know what the right wording would be but maybe a bit too intense sometimes we kind of need a little bit of that but yeah I'm not like shouty I'm just encouraging to clarify I'm not shouty no you're not shouty (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming people know what I mean when I say that but it's exciting I mean what a time of year for us to be in I love I know I said at the start I just love this time of year and I also love the weather as well I mean touch wood who knows if it's gonna might have been but I I call it an Indian summer when it's like nice and sunny. Love yeah, that. I think that's it. That's what like September's often still quite warm. For me as well, coming from like, I lived in a, a village with a beach that's very popular. So that's when all the kids are gone. Nice. So that's nice. <laughs> if you live somewhere that everyone goes during summer, you don't go during summer, you go in all of the other times. And I am the person that goes during summer to annoy <laughs> you. You're very welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, this is us. And this is the, also, I didn't even give any announcement of this at the beginning. This is the first episode of starting the conversation in like three months, two months. So we're back. Hello. Oh. <laughs> Yay. I should have a party popper. I think it's been a while. When was it? 14th of June. Oh, I'm so dramatic. <laughs> July. No, two and a half months. That's yeah, something. two and a half. That's nearly. We had a little break whilst Wish We Knew was having its second season. And now we're back. So I'm going to be back every single Monday in your ears. Make sure to subscribe. I don't think I've told people to review in about two years, but if you want to review, I guess you can. Emily will tell me off not for making that more of an (laughs) obvious call to action. But I mean, if anything, I'd rather you DM me and tell me you like it because I'll actually see it that way. But I think people are meant to review because then other people see it. Other people will find you. Yes. That's what people say, isn't it? They're like, leave a review and then other people find the podcast. I think I got my whole family to review my podcast when it first came out. Oh, I should do that. I can't really remember. Yeah, if in doubt, get your family involved. Anyway, we are off on many a tangent. Listeners, have an incredible start to your... I'm acting as if it's a new year. It feels that way to me. Incredible start to the final chunk of 2021. Yeah, happy back to school. Yeah, happy back to school. Get your notebooks, get your... Fresh pencils. I might have a little bit of a stationary refresh. You know, my pens have gone AWOL. Mm-hmm. Need a bit of a pen repurchase. Sarah, thanks for joining me. And Thank you so much for having me. It's been lots of fun. It's been a pleasure. What a way to yeah. start the day, eh? Lovely. <laughs>